Hi guys, this is Louis here from Two Dudes in a Pod, and you're about to listen to episode 5, The Kids Aren't Alright. doing very well david you okay yeah not bad it's a uh, it's a shame we, we we missed the week didn't we we uh i think we couldn't quite make our schedules align but uh yeah we're back yeah i guess it, obviously we initially we want to get these out every two weeks and that's kind of what we are aiming to stick to but two dudes in a pod and two dudes with other things in our schedules i guess recently absolutely <laughs> and a, a bit bit of an apology that we've been a little bit quiet on social media but we will up our game on that as well mm. it's just been a busy couple of weeks for the both of us particularly louis with his uh, new dog his new puppy ringo maybe i'll get uh, ringo up a, on the social media yeah that, that normally gets uh, <laughs> some engagement doesn't it if you post pictures of your pets actually that that will get way more likes <laughs> than anything you or i could ever do so yeah absolutely post him. absolutely I'll, I'll do that i'll get ringo on the socials yeah yeah for sure man for sure um, this is episode five. Episode five, yeah. Time flies. Episode isn't it? five. The kids aren't all right. Yeah, this, th- I'm excited about this one. Do you want to explain to the listeners what we're what we're sort of going for with this episode? Yeah, so a little bit. What we what we thought we'd do is just to to give the listeners a bit more background on on me and Louis, so you can connect with us a little bit on a deeper level. Uh, we thought we'd go dive back into our past and, and drag up the memories that have stayed with us because as kids they scarred us um so we've, i think we picked two or three each and we're just going to go over those however before we do that a couple of things here we go uh, first off, <laughs> of, uh, two things uh firstly you asked me a question at the end of uh of the last episode and it'd be remiss of me not to answer that question that is do you want me to remind the listeners what the question was Yes, please. It, it was it was a bit of a long-winded one, but we got there somewhat in the end, I think. But yeah. yeah, so my question to David on the last pod was, would you rather bungee jump, abseil down, or base jump off the Burj Khalifa building in Dubai, or clean every single window from start to finish without stopping? Mm. What do you what do you think about that one, David? What was your decision? Well, so. As always, you know, I don't, I don't want to just give you a flippant throwaway answer. I like to do some research and really think about it. Uh, and heights absolutely terrify me. Likewise. Probably my greatest fear. Um, so n- none of the three options originally uh, in terms of getting down from the Burj Khalifa mm-hmm. were particularly uh, of interest to me. But I, I thought I'm going to really think about this anyway. So... If I were to bungee jump off the Burj Khalifa, that would take me, give or take, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's how long it takes. Um, obviously, you know, you've got factors that will contribute to, you know, my weight, yep. wind speed, all that sort of thing. But it's going to be roughly 20 seconds. And if I was to base jump, um, that I found times of between 1 minute 19 and 1 minute 43. So split the difference. It's going to be about a minute 30. Sure. Yeah, to- yeah. To base jump down. It's quite a while, actually, um, isn't it? Just hanging there. Just yeah, <laughs> that's a terrifyingly long time. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find any data on how long it takes to abseil down the Burj Khalifa, so I can only assume no one's done it. But I guess as well with abseiling, it's, it depends on experience. If you're an experienced abseiler, you can probably just smash it like in, in no so, time, I guess. You'd, you'd imagine it's 
at the, at the absolute most, it's going to be half an hour, right? I, w- I would say so. I mean, like I say, I'm not particularly um, versed in, in abseiling and the techniques of abseiling, but I'd say it would take a while. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, but if, should we say about half an hour would probably be the longest it would take? If anyone knows exactly how long it might take to abseil down a building that's 828 metres, then please do let us know. Yeah, yeah no, we'd, we're, we'd be, we're going with half an hour because that just seems to make sense to us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, which is still a long time for something where I have my legs shaking like Elvis Presley. <laughs> um, however, the alternative to those three... Um, Cleaning the windows. Actually, to go back to those, I would just like to say I'm ruling out bungee jumping straight away. Even though that's the quickest yeah. solution to have this whole thing over, um, I would absolutely scare the living daylights out of me and I swear I, I people must damage the vertebrae in their back when that jumps but, I don't but also with bungee jumping as well one thing that I've just thought of when you jump off obviously yeah you're going to sort of be hurtling towards the ground at a quicker rate but then as mm. soon as that bungee hits the, the point where it's going to spring you back up you're going straight back up again yeah. so you're not really you know you're going to be going yeah. down and then coming up, so you fear you're going to be facing your fears multiple times. <laughs> so anyway, I'm ruling that yeah, out. That's done for the start. So it's between base jumping, abseiling, and cleaning all the windows. Now I've done a bit of research on that as mm. well, and what I've learned is that it takes a team of 36 people three months. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I've sort of done a worked it out that if I just do it by myself, it'd take me nine years, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I believe. That that's just the outside. Oh wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at an 18 year job. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm assuming you want them cleaned inside and out. I mean, I did specify only the inside, but the fact that you've done oh, did the, you? the fact that you've done the research on the outside, you've got the job. You've done it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just because you put in that research, you, you're going to get the job based off that. <laughs> okay, so whether it's nine or 18 years, yeah. you know, um, it's a significant chunk of your life, isn't it? Yeah. But it's without any breaks, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So. But what I will say is, fortunately, um, about a month before lockdown happened, um, I was very, very kindly, um, Tenor Men sent me some free samples of their um, their their man... Incontinence pads. Call it? Incontinence pads, yeah. <laughs> so, to be honest with you, they, they sent me a, a heavy and a medium, okay. so I could try them both okay. out. Um, and I think I'm, I'm set that if I wear those... I've, you're golden, I mate. can get around it. Yeah, I'm, you, you, I can own you it. You could probably abseil. You could probably abseil down it with that because if you piss your pants, you'd be fine. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going for cleaning the oh, windows right. by oh, myself. Okay, without okay. Any breaks. All right, yeah, yeah. So you don't even need a toilet break. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, Fantastic. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you've gone well in on this. I like that. Mm. I like you've not cut yeah. any corners, have you? <laughs> no, I've thought everything through. Oh, fantastic! Um, I'm assuming that there's someone's going to be offering me some bits of food. I'm, I'm sure I could arrange something, but you know we'll, yeah. we'll see how we get on. Okay, we'll go with that then. <laughs> Should we get on with the episode? Um, well, just before we do, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the second thing. Um, obviously, as our listeners know, Lou and I are big football fans, mm. and one of our favourite times of year uh, is the transfer window. When the transfer window opens, it's exciting for any football fan. Yep. Um, and I, I managed to get a bit of a, a rare scoop. This, this, this is a, a first. You've heard it here first on two days in a pod. You, you, yeah, you've heard it. You've heard it here first. Nice. So I'm pretty excited to give this one out. Go on. Um, so the the new scoop is actually concerning your club. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of tension at United actually, mm. uh, and that's because um, 
one Basaka mm-hmm. has started a campaign to ban Rusaka <laughs> from the cafeteria. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he doesn't fundamentally have a problem with Misaka. It's just mm. the quality of the Misaka served at their cafeteria, yeah. which, of course, Chef Janet is livid. I can only imagine. come out. I can only imagine. Uh, but he's refusing to take part in training until until this issue is resolved. Yeah, he does seem like that kind of character. Throws toys out the plan just over a, a yeah. you know a not so good bit bit of Misaka. But well, hopefully, mm. I mean, hopefully, we can get a resolution to that. And maybe you can keep us updated on that on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so We're, yeah, maybe next week I'll find so out if um, Wan Busaka is successful in. So have you got a, have you got a source at, at these clubs then that, that kind of gives you this information? Or I guess you can't really divulge too much, can you? No, no, no. I can't. I can't tell. No, you. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, but that's in, that, I'll keep, that, keep you that is definitely on interesting to know because we want to obviously, you know, Janet puts in many hours slaving over that stove to make that masaka so for him, yeah. for him to just be completely flippant and just write it off like that she's proud of it well exactly and what's more she said that he never once mentioned it to her that he had an issue with it which is why she's yeah particularly hurt well the thing is she's such an upfront person as well from what i've heard you know so yeah. i think she's the kind of person that you, you'd want to approach about it directly i don't think she likes the Absolutely. idea of him going behind her back that's that's a bit naughty that no nah. right exactly to be continued i'd say yeah. <laughs> right. What's anyway? Episode five. What what we going with then, David? Let, let's let's kick things off. So, would you, you want me to start with one of my stories, or do you want to start with one of yours? How's how's this how's this? Happening? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we're talking about sort of childhoods and and that sort of thing. So, a, a starting point for me, I guess, is kind of where I was born and grew up. Um, sure. So I was born in. A lovely, quaint little town, should we say, uh, <laughs> called Harlow in Essex, mm. um, Princess Alexandra Hospital, um, and I was kind of raised in a in a small town um, a few miles away from there, actually called Waltham Abbey, um, not far from London. So it was kind of great growing up. You know, you had access to get to, in and out of London to gigs and all sorts of sporting events and that kind of stuff. So that that was awesome. Really, really enjoyed growing up there. Um, and another interesting fact, I guess, the year that I was born, in fact, the, the, the day that I was born, the number one single in the UK at the time was Chesney Hawks, the one and only. <laughs> wow. That was your number one That was number That, that was born. number one when I was born, yeah. So That's a good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with that, actually. Yeah. But go on, let, let's have a look, hear one of your stories. I'm, I'm interested now. What, what, what did you right, get up well, to? It goes, it goes back... Um, it goes back to a birthday party of mine, and I can't remember exactly which. Mm. Uh, it would be five-ish. Yep. Um, and there was another young boy who lived in the same same village called Stuart Lawson. I remember his name has stuck with me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, uh, and it was his birthday as well. And what used to happen is quite often, obviously, we'd throw a joint birthday party. Sure. One year it'd be at his, one year it'd be at mine, yep. blah, blah, blah. Um, and this particular year, the year in question, uh, the party was at my house, mm-hmm. uh, and my parents, as they'd done, you know, they'd put on some entertainment. They'd hired a magician. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I was over the moon <laughs> right, that we had a magician at this party. You know, he had all the classics. He had you know the rings, yeah, that yeah. pulled together and uh, rabbit, rabbit in a hat, and, <laughs> and yeah, rabbit in a hat or, or so, something along those lines. Rabbit, something along those lines. Pigeon yeah. in a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> 
says this sounds like a profession you should do now. You seem to know an awful lot about it. I've got it. a few tricks up my sleeve, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, I thought you might have. Um, but anyway, uh, what scarred me most about that particular party um, is that the magician uh, did one trick where he involved the birthday boy. Mm-hmm. And on this occasion, obviously there were two birthday boys. It was both mine and Stuart Lawson's birthday. Yeah. Uh, so when the magician said, come on, whose birthday is it? Show me the birthday, boy. I put my hand up, but everyone was going, it's Stuart, it's Stuart's birthday. <laughs> and he went up and did the trick with the magician. I was absolutely fuming. I can imagine. As you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. What? It's like, so the other children there, I guess they knew it was your birthday as well, but they singled you <laughs> out. Or, yeah. That's that's how kids are brutal, though, man. I know. <laughs> that is. I know. I'll, I'll never forgive them. So what did he, what did he have to what? get up and do? What, did, what, what was the, the trick? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the trick, to be honest. I was, I was so caught you up. You were seething, my, right? Yeah, I was absolutely <laughs> seething. And I, I was seeing red. You know when you just zone out and all I could picture was Stuart's smug face <laughs> as he stood there with the magician and did the trick uh, my party he's the centre of attention at your party <laughs> yeah how dare he <laughs> I know that was literally it stayed with me do you, do you st- in fact a little a little bit of an extension to that story is because I moved away from that area mm. so I don't stay in, in touch like at all mm-hmm. like I wouldn't know where to begin yeah Um. but about seven or eight years later I went back to see a friend of mine who lived in the area and he was like oh should we, should we go up the up the rep and play football? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. And um, sort of half hour into playing, this kid rocks up. I was like, oh, you're right, mate, to to my friend. Mm. Uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and he was like, hi, Dave. I was like, hello. <laughs> he was like, it's me, Stuart. We used to do our birthday parties together. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate, I I put in some two footed challenges yeah. when he joined the match. Let me tell you that. Yeah, revenge. Served in the form of two foot, two feet on his ankles. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Directly to the knee. When you when you said that, when you was like, yeah, a few years later, I, I met this guy again. I thought you was going to say like he'd, he'd become like a full time magician off the back of it. Like he was, he was <laughs> so impressed by that, the fact that he got called up to the, a magic trick that that was then his career path. <laughs> his biggest trick was he stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that still hurts you, doesn't it? <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, the pain. You're laughing, but there's pain there. I, I, I'm, I'm shaking now. My palms have gone sweaty and I'm shaking. Stuart, if you listen, we're coming for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Uh, forgive and forget and all that, but talk it, never forget. Talking really, of like, never you know, remembering... I, I'm the same. Like, I, I remember people's full name from like primary and secondary school. It's, it's weird because, mm. you know, I can meet people now and two minutes later, I'll forget their name. But some of these people mm. I've not seen for, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. You know, and I, and I still remember their name and conversations that we had at the time. It's weird how your sort of brain remembers different stuff from, from back in the day. Well, I guess it depends how much of an impact they had on you. Yeah. And, and obviously that that is firmly imprinted in my memory. I will never forget that. Yeah. Well, as long as I live. <laughs> you'll take that to your grave, <laughs> won't you? Yeah, it's going to be on my gravestone. Yeah, I'll get you, Stuart. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Then. Let's let's hear one from you. Let's well, let's see your first. Well, talking of remembering people's names, I mean, 
I wasn't sure if we was going to sort of name drop people, but now you've said that you kind of moved away and didn't necessarily stay in touch. Some of these people, it's the same for me. I doubt they'll ever listen to this podcast. I doubt they even know yeah. that I'm still alive. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember vividly, um, I was in secondary school and we, we had exams and there was a girl in my year, um, she was a Chinese girl and her name was Carlin Wan, W-A-N. And I remember when we used to have to queue up outside the assembly hall, which also worked as the exam hall, they'd have like a seating plan um, that had your surname and then your first initial. So okay. I'm sort of filtering down, like looking for where I am. Oh yeah, there I'm sitting there. And then I see Carlin at the bottom and it was Wan, W-A-N, and her first initial was K. So it just said wank <laughs> on the bottom of this page. And I was just like, oh, the poor girl. <laughs> That's, oh, that is just dear. so brutal. But you can't write that sort of stuff. That is just organic. No, absolutely. But yeah, Carlin, well, if you're listening, that did make me chuckle back in the day, I must admit. So that's that's quite but that's quite a fond memory yeah because I can imagine you 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 took great delight in there oh yeah we we, we wank written on a we didn't we, an assembly seating plan at school definitely that that did we sort of fed off that comedy for a little while I'd say oh, absolutely you would have laughed at that for weeks I'm to, sure to be honest like a lot of the memories that I've been kind of thinking back to a lot of them they're not like none, none of them really kind of scarred me as such but they they've yeah they definitely had an impact like you know i'm still i still remember them to this day so yeah but yeah any other people that that you remember like their their names that stick out to you like in in your head from back in the um what well, to be honest with you that's one of the only i oh know my the last story i'm going to give you mm. is to do with in fact the last story i'm going to give you is to involves the mate I was playing football with when Stuart Lawson came along. I love the fact that this ties Weirdly together, enough. the plot thickens, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it ties in nicely. Love it. Um, but I'm not going to do that one yet. I'm going to do one that, that doesn't really involve sure. anyone, particularly other than me. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was younger, uh, I guess I was about 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know whether I'd say I had, a, I had a penchant for it or whether I just was too lazy to monitor the situation properly. Mm. But my baths were always far too hot. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like skull, you know, yeah. you know when you, you put a limb in, yeah, and then as you pull it out, it's t it's like completely. <laughs> it's a different pink. color, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's so I used to have my baths when I was that age. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I enjoyed my bath as much as you can do, yeah. like whilst looking like someone who was at Chernobyl Power Station <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. I got out of the bath, and I thought, naturally, I was like, oh, I feel a little bit lightheaded. Mm. Better go better go into the kitchen to get a drink. And obviously, I just had a towel around me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went to the kitchen to go pour myself a, some sort of fruit juice. Mm. Uh, and the next thing I can remember is uh, a man from the ambulance holding my leg up like this, like saying it, whilst saying I'm like absolutely start naked on the kitchen floor. <laughs> that is absolutely. What's so you? You hit the deck. You passed out. Yeah, absolutely passed clean out. And apparently, not only did I pass out because my mum uh, and dad were in the room, mm. um, I smacked my head on like a, the corner of the kitchen surface as I went down. Really? Which is why they called the ambulance. Shit, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're we're lucky. Still I, I was most mortified that that this guy was holding my leg up <laughs> with 
well, with <laughs> everything on display. Was it the leg that had turned a different colour because it was so hot in the bath as well? <laughs> <laughs> or was you all one colour at that point because you'd fully submerged? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd near enough fully submerged, yeah. That is brilliant. Um, Talking of passing out, actually, I remember, um, again, the, I was I was really, really young. Um probably primary school age i would i would imagine but i remember i had a really good friend back in the day and his name is graham graham charlton as we're going for full full names here and um i remember for ages we it's a good name it is a good name actually shit, <laughs> shit football team but that's yeah, another yeah, story yeah. um but yeah so graham charlton we were really good friends and we'd been speaking for ages about doing like a sleepover and we was going to do it in the summer holidays and I was going to go and stay at his house and we are going to play games and stuff like that. Um, really excited about staying over and I don't know what happened but I, I, we was, I went to his house for this sleepover and I think I, I remember dropping like not a bowling ball but it was like a heavy ball that you used to play in the garden with and I dropped it down the stairs at his house and his mum shouted at me oh, <laughs> and I, like she shouted at me to the point where it made me cry and oh. after I cry, like when I was younger, after I would cry, I would get really sleepy. <laughs> so I cried yeah. and literally just fell asleep at Graham Charlton's house for the whole weekend, pretty much. I, I have that. Yeah. I get sleepy after I cry. It's, it's so strange. Obviously, I guess as a, as, draining, a, as a kid as well, yeah, it was so emotionally draining on me um, that his mum basically shouted, I cried. And then next thing I know, I'm being woken up and my parents were coming to pick me up. So I must have just like slept for the whole, whole sleep. Right. <laughs> I feel for you with that story. I, that getting shouted at by your own parents is one yeah. thing. Getting shouted at by your mate's parents is yeah. just awful. It's the worst. Because well, I guess with your own parents, like obviously you know if they're shouting at you, you can kind of gauge like their anger. But because it was his mum, I had no gauge on what she, she was like as a person. I guess. Yeah. And it was just like it went from zero to a hundred. I mean, I think she had like wooden floors at the bottom of the stairs, so I'd be raging if a kid dropped effectively a bowling ball down my stairs onto the hardwood floor but yeah um, but yeah at the time i just cried my eyes out and just fell asleep and next thing i know I'm, I'm heading off home and i didn't get to enjoy the sleepover with graham and, and play video games and whatnot but yeah such a shame when you're 18 yeah exactly it was it was, it was last <laughs> week actually yeah <laughs> my eyes are still red raw from crying <laughs> Oh, that's uh, I like that story. I've I've got a lot of sympathy with that, and I've got uh, I can relate to that a lot. Mm. Definitely, definitely. What else you got? Because um, I mean, I've got I've yeah, got a few. I've got some, I've got some bits. Um, I I don't know if my mum will ever listen to this. Um, if she does, I'm really really sorry to drop you in this, but I'm gonna go there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> I think why not? Yeah. Um. So basically, I feel I, I feel a bit for my mum in this mm. story. Because growing up, uh, I was an extraordinarily fussy eater. Mm -hmm. Like I would not like stuff, but for no, I wouldn't even try it. There'd be no good reason for me to not like it. Mm -hmm. I'd just be fussy. Um, any kind of salad, I was very much vegetable, the same. fruit. I just didn't want to know, yeah. but didn't want to try it. Mm -hmm. And I think one day, I think my mum had just reached her limit. Like mm. with how bad I was <laughs> and she, she, she'd done this bowl of strawberries and I think she covered them in a, in a bit of sugar mm. uh, and I was like no nah, don't want them and, but as kids like it must be quite almost hurtful yeah. it's, it's certainly rude isn't it to be Definitely. like no, I'm not trying well, something I'm grateful almost isn't it ungrateful yeah. that's exactly the right word and mum was like 
come on, just try it. You might like it. And this went back and forward for probably not far off 10 minutes mm. of me like, it's not happening. Yeah. No way. Absolutely. And she's like, well, you're not getting down until you try it. It's like, well, I'm going to sit here all night then. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was that a kind of back and yeah. forth. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, my mum came up to me and she like picked one of these strawberries up, tried to force it into these pursed lips that I had sealed tight. And my mum, she had like her arm and hand like around my head, like trying to like force your mouth open, <laughs> force her mouth open. But the next point, she holds my nose. So I've got no choice but to open it, puts the strawberry in and starts like pushing my jaw and head together. So I chew it. Oh, that is brilliant. I definitely know what I'm going to do if my ch- my children decide not to want to eat food. That is the technique I'm going for. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I I think I just wound her up, yeah, no end, and like that was like we we look back and we talk yeah. about it, we laugh, we're like we we that's a, that's a, actually quite a fond memory. Like, yeah, I can. Uh, I mean, I I don't have children yet, um, but I can only imagine like the frustration that you know having to look after a small human brings, <laughs> especially yeah. when it comes to things like you know not trying different foods and stuff it must be really hard work as a parent because I, I was the same I, I just remember as as a kid I, you know my diet was very kind of limited in what I would eat um, in fact uh, you know even things like if my parents were eating Chinese food or something like that the smell would make me feel physically sick um, really? yeah yeah I was really fussy and uh, you know again wouldn't really eat any any fruit or vegetables I think my parents convinced me that potatoes weren't a vegetable, so that was okay for me to eat. <laughs> it was all psychological, you know. I, I just didn't, yeah. at the time, I just didn't understand that that was a vegetable. Um, so that, that reminds me, the way that, the way my parents in the end got me to eat peas, they told me they were called Superman peas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I was to eat them, I'd be like Superman. I was a big Superman fan. Still yeah. am, but I was a big, as a kid, big, big Superman but fan. It's, it's a, so, yeah. it's a big psychological thing, isn't it? And you've got to kind of get into the mindset of the child. And obviously that, you know, relating it to a superhero or, you know, eat sweet corn because mm. you'll be like the green giant and things like that. It's like, oh, yeah, great. You know, yeah, you, yeah. as a kid, I think you, you, you sort of relate to it more if, if someone tells you a, a fantasy story like that. Yeah. But, and, you know, obviously being a kid, you trust your parents and you don't... You don't expect they're going to have a lie through their teeth, do you? No, exactly. I ain't nothing like Superman. <laughs> For one thing, he's got a full head of hair. <laughs> Next thing, he's ripped, and I'm far from yeah. it. <laughs> and he'd look at me and he'd be like, do you even lift yeah, Exactly. I mean, I eat loads of peas now. Look at the state of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be harsh on yourself. I'll tell you, I'll tell uh, you what, though. I've got another story. Again, like this was please. this was when I was really, really young. Um, yeah. My parents, uh, I think it was for a birthday, they they bought me um, a car that I could sit in and it had like a little pedal and it would go. It was like a motorised car type thing. Nice. Um, you, all your mates must have been so jealous. Definitely. Like, uh, to be fair, it was, I, I guess the, the kids in my street, they were the only people that really knew about it at the time because I had a little go in the street with it. But basically, my parents like obviously spent quite a bit of money on this car. I think it was like my main present for my birthday. And... Um, I sort of drove it a couple of times um, and I think I hit into a, a, a wall with it, like only softly, but it scared me so much that I never drove the thing ever again. So they spent all this money oh. on this on this car and I terrified myself because I hit into this wall with it and it just sat there just gathering dust. And I felt, you know, looking oh. back on it now, 
because I know my, my parents have always worked so hard to provide for, for me and my brothers and sisters. I know that must have been like re really painful for them, like especially financially at the time, you know, spending the money, buying a present that they thought I would like, and then, yeah, I use it for like two minutes, drive it into a wall, and then bottle it straight away. So yeah, so, oh, sorry about that, that mum and dad. That is, a, that is a typical <laughs> kid thing to do. Yeah, though, exactly. It? But I mean, and how, what birthday was it? How old did you say? I, I was I was quite young. I I can't I can't remember the exact age, but I was probably younger than eighteen. I'm joking. I was I was I was probably about five or six, maybe. I, I, yeah. It, it's yeah, that would do. Yeah, and you know, it just terrified me. Um, I think mm. I think because I was just scared that I'd broken it. Perhaps I th I think that's that was part of it. I thought I'd broken it. So I thought I better not get in it again. <laughs> right, but um, okay. But yeah, what, well, what I mean, a waste of money that was. From a nice place then. Yeah, I think I was always a kind of conscientious child. I think I did worry about like upsetting people and, you know, thinking if I'd like broke someone else's toy or hurt someone else's feelings. And I think a certain amount of that has come with me later in life. I, I, I think I'm, you know, I still care about what other people think and. I'd say yeah. that, yeah. So you're a very considerate guy, Lou. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd I'd be very emotional now if I hit my car into a wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. Because that cost me an arm and a leg. But <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. Uh, well, should I, should I give you my like the last story I've got? Yeah, then? go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this involves my other mate. Um, his name's Ash mm -hmm. or Ashley. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, like we used to play football down the wreck. Yep. I don't know if you remember me saying, but I moved away from that area. Mm -hmm. And I moved to an area in North Essex. Mm -hmm. uh, and the I joined a football team up this way. Yep. Called the Fearing Falcons. Brilliant name. Oh, what a team we were. <laughs> that, was a, that was a brilliant name. Love it. Yeah. Um, we, we were awful. Yeah. Well, um, well, you was in the team, so I can imagine. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and <clears throat> when I first joined them, I was... I was being played all the time, but I, I I sort of relatively quickly fell out of favour with the manager. What was what position did you play? Uh, I was a right back. Okay, right back behind the goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Very good. That's all right. Uh, well, I, well, I pretty much was actually after I fell out of favour. I, I don't know what I'd done so badly wrong. You pissed, you anyway, pissed the gaffer off. Um, yeah, go on. One weekend, uh, my mum was like, "Oh, your mate Ash is coming to stay." Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, but I've got a football match on, on Sunday. And she was like, well, that's, that's fine. Just take him with you. He won't yeah. mind. I was like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Um, and I hadn't been played for a while. I was, I was mostly a sub that didn't come mm. on. And anyway, so we, we go to this game. And uh, we, I think we we're losing something like 3 or 4 nil. Mm. And it's like 60 minutes in. And I was like, Henry, come on, please put me on. Like, I was like, you know, my mates, my mates come yeah. up like, I'd be embarrassing if nothing else. Like we're losing. Just just put me on. I tell you what this guy that the guy the manager, Henry, did. Yeah. He subbed my mate on. What? What? <laughs> Honestly, man. He, he would never seen play. He subbed my mate on. What did he have a kit with him or did he just like No, he just he just took one of the because they obviously we had yeah. like a few couple of spare kits. Oh my mate, you've got a severe problem with like your friends stealing the limelight from you. <laughs> Are these actually yeah. your friends? Are they like arch enemies? <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, I think my mate scored a goal as well. Did they sign him up the next season? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, he lived too far away. That is brutal, though. But mate, it's so weird how our lives. I know we 
keep saying this over and over again, but our lives are so like parallel. I used to play football, and same as you, I was ninety percent of the time I was a sub. I'd only really yeah. get played if like half the team got a virus that meant they couldn't play. <laughs> I played left back, yeah. so I, oh, did you? left back in the changing rooms is what they always yeah. used to say. <laughs> you know, so mate, it, it's so strange how our lives have kind of followed those same paths. I, I love the so thing weird. is, I loved football as a kid as well, and that was one of the things yeah. I was going to talk about. I, I remember when I was a little bit older, old enough to kind of go out with my friends on, on our own six weeks holidays that 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 is all we would do i'd meet mm. my friends at like 10 o'clock in the morning we'd walk to tesco's we'd buy about 15 bottles of the cheap water from tesco's and we would just play mm. football all day yeah it, it, things like that oh, yeah. like I, I i would love to do that now but i know that i would be dead in about 10 minutes <laughs> yeah oh i'll tell you what before summer ends, let's just try and arrange that. Should we do that? Try and arrange a kickabout. I'd yeah. love that. We should we should definitely get involved. I'm sure we've got you know people that we work with and whatnot that might be able to join us. Yeah, absolutely. So have you got anything anything more for us on this front, or are you are you out? No, I mean I've got I've got a few little bits that stuck with me. Again, they're they're sort of mainly mainly positive things. Um, okay. There was I know that a, a certain friend, a mutual friend of ours that um, that we both work with, Duncan. He he, he laughs about this a lot because we grew up in the same area um, but there was this one particular little bit bit of river uh, where we grew up um, it was near Waltham Abbey football ground and it's kind of hard to explain but where the river flowed there was a section of it that had these two concrete banks so the river kind of filtered into this little stream that was probably only five foot wide like you could jump okay. you could jump across it basically but right. we we affectionately named that area bum cheeks <laughs> so we would spend many a summer's eve jumping across bum cheeks <laughs> that's got a lovely ring to it <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving that isn't it it is oh. yeah but you have to take me to uh, show me show me your bum cheeks at some point well this is a family podcast david <laughs> But yeah, definitely. I'll, no, this I'll, is, this I'll is show you bum cheeks. Peggy sometime. thirteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, what does Peggy mean? I know what PG means, but Peggy's the new thing, isn't it? She was the one that used to run the pub in EastEnders, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she something to do with the ratings? I don't know. Well, I'm um, having a look. I'm not sure. I've got some other bits that, that I used to go to. So I, I used to do a lot of fishing when I was younger, down bum cheeks, right. and and other Try, trying to fish for an interesting story now. By the sounds exactly, of it. exactly, <laughs> fishing down bum cheeks and other areas within the community. Um, but I, there was this one story that really, like, I always remember this, and it, it still makes me laugh. Again, my my go friend on. Graham Charlton, the guy whose sleepover that I had when his mum shouted at me, I went fishing yeah. with Graham, and we used to do um, pike fishing so you use like lures that have got hooks on them and I remember saying to Graham about 10 times I was like Look, please don't stand behind me because when I'm casting the lure out you know I, I don't want to hit you basically mm. uh, said it a couple more times and then I'm going to cast my, my rod cast the lure out next thing I notice who's standing behind me Graham fucking Charlton <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy's got a fucking lure stuck in, the, in his forehead <laughs> I think he's still got a scar to this day. I might, I might see if I can get in touch with him. But honestly, the the hook had sort of 
it didn't go right oh. in, but it sort of grazed his head enough that it left this kind of scar, like this almost Harry Potter-style scar on his head. Um, that is unbelievable. The thing is, I would have sympathy for Do him. Do you know if, what? If, he, if he'd actually listened, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> True. So. But actually, that that is, apart from the fact that I would find it mind-numbingly boring... Mm. Um, one of the one of the other reasons I don't ever go fishing uh, is I've got this fear of someone casting and getting a hook stuck on me somewhere. See, and and I've just proved that that will happen. So your fears yeah. are legitimate fears. <laughs> yeah, you've you've validated my reasons. One of my reasons for not going fishing. Yeah. So thank you for that. I've, I'm I'm glad that so I can. Yeah, I'm glad I've assisted you on that. Did did, did, did you have any more stories? Um. I haven't got any more stories. What I have got mm. is a question for you. Here we go, David. Go on. Um, <laughs> no, go on. Let's so do it. I'm it, excited. I'm excited for this. I've gone for a slightly different. Every, every time I like to try and change change the the style of the question, yep. change it up a bit. Keep me guessing. Yeah, we don't want a pattern to um, form, do we? We want to keep keep each other on each other's toes. So, so I've got th- I've got three options here. Each, each one uh, with a decision to make. Yep. You can base that on whatever you want for whatever reasons, but don't do it now. Mm-hmm. Take them away, yep. think about it, and come back next week with your reasons why you've picked one over the other. But there's three. Love it. Okay. Love it. So, the first one, you ready? Mm-hmm. For moccasins or soccer mums? <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yep. that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second one is petulance or flatulence? <laughs> oh, gone with the wind. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, and the last one is. Nonce or nonce? <laughs> Wait, the French football team or Gary Glitter? Well, well it's, a, it's a town. It's a town in Western France. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So nonce or nonce? Okay. Okay, yeah, there's a lot to think about there. Thanks for, thanks yeah. for that, as usual. <laughs> How are we going to sign this one off then? Because have we, have we got anything else that we want to discuss? I mean, when it comes to like childhood and stuff, I've got so many little stories and bits and bobs that we could dive into this this podcast could be like 10 hours long probably sure i i think i think we shouldn't shouldn't dive too much go into too it. far into this one, but, but we can certainly come go back to do another childhood podcast yeah. you know it's it's nice every so often to to, to yeah. go a bit deeper and, and learn a bit more definitely i think we'll save some some bits then for a rainy day but before we do go i just one thing that really sticks out in my mind, and to be honest, it's probably some something that stayed with me and led me to this point of doing this podcast. I remember back in the day, my, my best friend growing up um, was a guy called Patrick Watson. Shout out to Pat, mm. he's an absolute legend. We played in bands together when we were younger. We did everything. We were just best mates through and through. Um, he's now living in Canada. He's you know living his life, doing amazingly well for himself. Um, but his nan used to live at the bottom of my street lovely lovely lady she used to when we was younger she used to take us to band practice she used to feed us um you know she was just a really really nice lady um and she actually I, i'm trying to think how old we would have been at the time probably well we was we was using computers you know old enough to do all that kind of stuff um but she actually let us run a pirate radio station from her spare room <laughs> No it, way. Nan, yeah. Um, what was it called? What, what was your station called? I've got, you know what? That I can't remember. I, in fact, I don't even think it had a name. I think we were so shocked that we actually had people listening that we just we just went with it. We didn't even say what the name was. We just started playing music and then like chatting what, in between the songs. What frequency? If I want to dial in, it, it was on it was on internet. So I, to be oh, honest, okay. at that point, 
um, I mean, I'm still very much the same now. I, I didn't really know a lot about the technology side of things. Pat yeah. was really good at that stuff. He was just like, do you want to come and play some songs and chat on the radio with me? But yeah, we basically sat on this little radio station. With, like all of our friends at the time would tune in. And really? yeah, it was kind of cool. We we almost became like a little bit of sort of local legends in the in the community because people would be like, oh, when's your next show going up and stuff? Kind of, what kind of tunes would you drop? Well, we was into kind of pop punk and emo stuff, I mm. guess, at that time. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been all that kind of Blink-182. That, that was Pat's favourite band, Blink-182. He loved that band. Yeah. So Great band, yeah. mate. Take take off your pants and jacket. I rushed to listen to that album Yeah. countless amounts of times. Exactly. T- take off your pants and jacket and, re- and reveal your bum cheeks. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, th- um, I'm sure we played that record on, on the radio station multiple times, or at least tracks from that record. But yeah, that, that was such good memories, man. And it sort of reminds me kind of what we're doing now. I know it's I know it's kind of mm. different, but we're we're sort of recording bits. I'm in my my spare bedroom at my house, um, and you know we're putting it out, and, and friends of ours are engaging with it. And it sort of reminds me of, of, of that time when when me and Pat used to do the pirate radio station. <laughs> but yeah, That's I thought fun. I'd mention that story because uh, yeah, that, that that was good times, man. I love that love that period. Yeah, I actually had just had one more come back to mind. Um, it's a little bit of a cheek on my part because this one isn't so much a memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I, I, I only have fragments of the memory, mm-hmm. but other people have filled in the rest of this story for Beautiful. me. Love it. Um, and it was we're on a family holiday. Uh, we were somewhere. It was like, it was like a Butlins type place. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's a static, static caravan holiday. Yeah, nice. Uh, and you sort of walked as you walked out of the park. Uh, there was a little track, you know, a little track that led down to the beach. Yeah. Um, and at the the beginning of the beach there were all these dunes Mm -hmm. that were kind of that had sort of trees in the dunes and and they were they were fenced off by you know one of those little like wooden fences but it was all broken and sort of half of it was laying down sure like hadn't been maintained um but that was fine um and uh me and my brother who was three years older than me were like said to mom and dad oh we're going for a little walk and my parents were like, all right, be careful, mm-hmm. don't go far, stay in sight, be back soon, yeah. blah, 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 all of the usual stuff. Um, and off me and my brother go. Yep. And me and my brother think it would be clever to go into the dunes. So we hop over the fence mm-hmm. and we go into the dunes. And that's about as much as far as my mem- my actual memory of it goes. Yep. The rest of it has all been filled in by the people. Because up to that point, um, nothing seems untoward. It seems like no. it's a pretty standard day at a static caravan yeah. site going for a stroll with your brother. Yeah. Totally normal. It, it, I don't know whether my mind has chosen to blank this out, <laughs> but apparently the next thing that happened was my brother returned alone. Okay. And my mum and dad, obviously in a complete panic frenzy, like, where's David? Yeah, yeah. What have you yeah. done with David? And my brother's response was, don't worry, he's with the nice man in the dunes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, and we had we had the little uh, border collie. Uh, what are the what are the sheepdogs called? Yeah, it's a border collie. Yeah, border yeah. collie at the time. And my dad apparently just hoofed it into these dunes with the dog. Release the hounds. The dog running, <laughs> barking because obviously for you. his excitement's up because yeah. the dog doesn't know what he's chasing. Uh, and apparently whoever this geezer was just cheesed it, and that was that. What? Um, so you don't remember it? Do you think this guy was up to no good then? Well, 
Mate, that knows? is terrible. I can't... That is... Uh, I guess in a, in a way I'm potentially lucky to be yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds you know. like your brother isn't a great fan of you if he just left you there with some, <laughs> with some random dude in the gym. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't have any memory of the mm. man himself. It's weird, isn't it? I mm. guess on, on that note, we should probably say don't talk to strangers. Kind of keep, it, yeah. keep out of trouble where possible. And uh, I mean, I, I don't think any of our listenership will be that young that it's particularly applicable yeah, but i guess they could pass um, it on to to younger folk that yeah. are in their in their families perhaps yeah. i guess it's True always that. a point that needs to be reinforced there's a lot of strange people in the world and you know to try and steer it as clear as you can from from people like that but um yeah man, that's brilliant. and you know if you're really young you know don't hang around in the wooded dunes with with some random geezer <laughs> yeah it's, it probably won't end well nine times out of ten. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't it doesn't sound too good. Everything was fine up yeah. until your brother left you. Basically, how does he sleep yeah. at night? <laughs> yeah. It was. Can you imagine if it was in nonce? <laughs> Mate, I was just thinking that. I, I was trying to think how do I get this into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is that is gold. Love it. You've, you've done it. You've nailed it. I reckon. On that note, should we should we call it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just before we do, I just want to apologise to my mum for stitching her up earlier. Uh, love you, really. Um, and yeah, um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Don't forget to engage with us on our social medias. Everything we are is at Two Dudes in a Pod. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like like David said, anyone that we've mentioned in the podcast, you know, it's all coming from fond memories, basically. And we, yeah. there's there's no hard feelings um, about any of the kind of situations that we spoke about. But yeah. Follow us on social media at Two Dudes in a Pod. Email Two Dudes in a Pod at gmail.com. Sorry, we've been a little bit lax with social media and getting these episodes out there, but we are just two guys. We do have full time jobs. We do have other commitments, but we're trying our best. We just like hanging out with each other and we like speaking to you guys as well. For sure. Let's end it there, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah, you too, buddy. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time.